On this very special episode of The Bro Show, we're joined by Dan Benjamin of 5x5, and with him we talk about the past, present, and future of 5x5. And this episode is brought to you by Squarespace and Treehouse. Hello and welcome to episode 111 of The Bro Show. I'm Mike. I'm Terry. And we are honoured today to be joined by the man behind 5x5, Mr. Dan Benjamin. Hello, Dan. Hey, thanks so much uh, for having me here, guys. It's great to be here. Finally. Finally. We, um, the, the listeners don't know this, but we've been trying to arrange this for like eight, seven or eight months now. Yeah, like a year, yeah. <laughs> it was a little while. I think it was Christmas Eve night you responded to an email that I sent. Uh, no, it might, actually, it might have been Christmas Day, I think. On the, the evening, and then Dan responded to an email that I'd sent. Yeah, I, I don't take time off, so <laughs> no. that probably is true. <laughs> so, and then we've... Uh, Not like you guys, I don't get three months off at a time. We, we just whatever. take like six weeks off for a laugh, really. There's not really yeah. any reason for it. Yeah, then you don't even have to tell your boss, and you nope. come back, and the job's still there. Yep. And they didn't even notice. Oh, were you gone? <laughs> we were drinking tea. <laughs> and eating crumpets. Um, That's right. Well, you, we know that you are the busiest man probably on the entire internet with 5x5. Five five. <laughs> and uh, how many shows are you are you currently involved in? How many my, like how many do I do or how many are on? How, well, uh, how many do you record and how many are on the network? Okay. Um, we have, let me think about this. There's 15, 24, I think we have about 24 shows if you include the After Dark, which isn't really a show. And the ones that I'm on myself that record regularly, Amplified, Back to Work, uh, Build and Analyze, Critical Path, Hypercritical, and, uh, you know, then once in a while I'll do one of these other shows, like, you know, be on there. So that, that, but it keeps me, keeps me busy. Yeah, very busy. I know what that's like. So, um, what we're going to do. You've got a lot of shows too. I mean, come yeah. on. Don't be, don't be so modest. It's <laughs> phony. We have 12 and I'm on, uh, all of them, right? No, ten. Ten. Don't you interv- Don't you have a show? It's just you interviewing yourself. Um, I did, <laughs> I did, but um, that got a bit boring. Um, I didn't like hearing myself talk too much, so uh, can that one. Um, so for for the listeners, what we're going to do today, we're going to we're going to talk about five by five. Um, we have some things that you know we want to talk to you about, and we've had some listeners sure. send in some questions too because everyone's very excited that you're going to be on. Um, and then we're going to talk a bit about your feelings on WWDC. I mean, I've been listening to the shows you've been doing this week, and I feel like we haven't heard your opinions too much, because you, as the great host that you are, ask your co-host opinions. So, we'll ask Cool, I'm, I'm up too. for whatever you guys want to do. Cool, so let's sort of start off, and I want to get a bit of history from you with 5x5. Five five. So, what was your original vision with 5x5? Five five? Like, what did you set out to create? You know, it's that's a really cool question. Uh, I had been doing a number of different podcasts at the time, and I started to think to myself, you know, there, there are great companies out there, very few of them, but there are a few great companies out there. Twit is a great example of this that really took the, the best of what was in what we would think of as terrestrial radio, regular radio, had taken that and brought that kind of quality as far as, you know, sound and audio quality and engineering and, you know, and content and brought that over to podcasting and we're treating it like a business. They were saying podcasting doesn't necessarily have to be, and we talked about this, it doesn't have to be two guys 
like with crappy headsets on at 2 a.m., you know, talking about Star Trek. Like that's what most people thought a podcast was. And there was a different way to do it. And I had thought, well, if I, I have these different podcasts, there's like three or four of them that I was doing. I thought if I bring these things together under one umbrella, it'll make more sense. It'll, it'll help people find them. I won't have to set up a different website every time we want to do a different show. I can write some software that'll bring it all together. And really what I can do is I can leverage them as, you know, more than the sum of their parts and build something great, build something that people go to as a source of entertainment. You know, you don't have just one show on a TV channel. Well, I mean, you do over in the BBC, whatever. But <laughs> here in the States, we have lots of different TV channels and lots of different shows. And you can watch one network and you'll see a whole bunch of different shows. And I say, okay, this starts to make sense. And also from the standpoint of wanting to make money doing it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, this, I wanted this to be my, my job, my career, the, the business that I do. And I thought if they're all together, this makes much more sense from the advertising standpoint too, because I can say, hey, you can sponsor these shows or these groups of shows. And, you know, all, t- all of this thing together was kind of the, the, the vision that I, that I had. And extending that out, being able to create a platform that I can extend to somebody who says, hey, I've got a neat idea for a show and we can help that person do something really cool where they, they just show up, they, they're awesome for an hour while they're recording and we do everything else. We do the editing, we manage the CMS, we get it out there, we distribute it, we promote it. All the stuff that, you know, get ads for it, all the stuff that, that they shouldn't have to do because they want to come on and talk about something cool for an hour. So making it a platform that lets in, you know, that creates independent content is, is what I'm passionate about. So, you know, you started it off and you were, you were, you had a real job, you had a real day job. Um, at what point after starting the network, did you feel you could make five by five full time? Oh, and I had already was quit before, oh, <laughs> before really? that. You've went yeah, all in. I, <laughs> I had been doing, I had been podcasting. I started like my first, I was before this, you know, I did a, a lot of preparation to be on the show today. I wanted to have all my ducks in a row. So I did some research and uh, I think that I started the first, some of the first episodes of what I was calling the, like the Hive Logic radio show. Cause I used to have a site called Hive Logic that would used to be something. And it, I was doing like interviews and things like that. And this was back in like 2006, 2007 time period. So that was when I first started podcasting. And I did it intermittently, you know, doing uh, other shows along the way. And I had, I had been working as a CTO for like a cool startup in San Francisco. And then I uh, did that for a year or so and it burnt me out. And I, I went, was like a CTO for a hosting company. And, uh, and then after a year of doing that, I said, you know, that, this CTO stuff, like I, I felt I was good at it, but it was very stressful. And I'm like, this is, but this isn't where my passion is. It's not what I want to be doing right now. So I had come to a point with the company. This is when hosting was kind of going through a lot of changes and you had Amazon S3 and you had all these new kind of hosting alternatives and that business was kind of shrinking. And it just, because I wasn't happy there, uh, we just sat down and said, yeah, this, this isn't, this isn't really working. So, I mean, what do you do when you have like, a, you know, a, a young baby, year old baby, you quit your job and you try something new that's completely unproven. And uh, that's what I did. And I said, listen, if I can do a few shows and I can just, if I can just pay my bills, that, that'll be enough that I'm sure that I can grow it. And you know what, if it fails, if it's a total failure, I can go back and then do software development again, you know, like it, yeah. that's not a bad career. But is, so if it's totally awful, if it totally fails, 
if it's the worst thing in the world, I can't earn money. After three months, I'll go back. And so I had that kind of, you know, that, that, that the kind of time frame set up. And I said, all right, let me, you know, go do this, see what happens. And uh, here we are, you know, three years later, it's, it's, it's been amazing. And it's been amazing in part because I think the kind of content that, that we really focus on has been what I think a lot of people were, were wanting and we were hoping for and were, you know, we're, we're ready for it. The timing was, was just right for it. I don't think that they could have, we could have done what we did, you know, a year earlier, six months earlier, even. I think it was critical that, you know, timing and, and things like that uh, made a, you know, made it, made it into what it was. The fact that we were doing this kind of content at, at just the right time. So what we've spoken a bit now about, what how five by five came to be and what you planned for it um you know you mentioned that you, you like the idea of giving somebody a place like so they can just come on have a show and, and you're going to provide that is that what you see the future of five by five being like a, a platform like a like more like a radio station yeah in a lot of ways yeah i mean any anybody anybody who wants they can just come and have a show no uh <laughs> i think i think it's very much you know that the, the focus and the way that I would describe this is that the goal for 5x5 five five today is to provide insight and, and analysis through the conduit of personality. So I'm not interested in like creating a 24-7, you know, network where you can tune in and you're going to get the latest breaking news or whatever, like there, there, there are other outfits that do that and they're going to do that better than we would ever be able to do that. What I, what I've always liked and what I've always appreciated is getting that is getting insight, getting analysis from people who have a deep understanding of the different topics that they're talking about, bringing those people together in, into, into conversations where that comes out, but, but doing so with that emphasis on, on personality, on the people's personality, as opposed to the the facts, um, because there's always going to be people who can report the facts better and faster and smarter. But adding that insight, adding that analysis, adding that experience is is key. So yeah, the future is is that the future is doing more of that. The future is trying to branch out into the different topics and uh, topic areas or channels, if you want to get all buzzwordy. Uh, focusing on those channels of interest for people and filling them out slowly one by one. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people think of five by five as being like, well, they talk about Apple over there. Yeah. And that's true. I mean, we do, we have a lot of shows where we talk about Apple, but that's, that's because I, when, when creating these shows, I started with what was one of my, one of my big interests and also happens to be something a lot of other people are interested in. I'm not dumb. Like I knew that. Yeah. It's a good market. well, yeah, but it's certainly that's not the only thing we want to talk about. It's not the only thing that we're interested in. Uh, you know, we, here in, in the States, we have a, a TV network probably new to you and, and all of your listeners. It's called ESPN. This is the place you go to learn, learn about sports and watch sports news. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they have like BBC, I think 47 is the equivalent yep. uh, over there. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, so you, you would come here and you would turn this thing on. They're not just going to talk about uh, – they're not just going to talk about the NFL. That's not, you know, they're going to talk about everything, all the sports. Well, it would be weird to go there 
and find, you know, some kind of financial analysis show. And that's kind of the problem that we have sometimes when we introduce a new show because people expect it to be, oh, well, it's always going to be an Apple show. So we're, we, we do hit up against that. But I think over time, people will see that there's a diversity there and we have a lot of different shows on, on a lot of different topics. And this actually has led quite nicely into a, a, a question from one of our listeners, Kai Davis, and you've, you've kind of touched on it a bit, but as you are looking to move out of maybe some tech, just tech-related shows, you've got like The Nickel um, and The Incomparable, um, which are shows that don't really focus on technology too much. What other areas would you love the network or yourself to cover in the future? You know, I, there are so many different things, and there's things that we've tried uh, before that maybe haven't worked but I mean, obviously, the main focus for me really makes sense to stay within technology. I mean, we do have shows that have kind of gone outside of that. But, you know, if you if you think of Steve Jobs description of Apple as being uh, the intersection of technology and liberal arts, I kind of see the shows that we do always have to start with the, in a similar way, the intersection of technology and. And I think as long as we do that, we're probably safe. We're probably going to appeal to a decent segment of the audience if if we do that for example uh, we have a sports show and that's sort of a, the guy who does it he's like he's a total geek it's great you know he's he loves he loves technology he's a geek so when you're hearing him talk about the sports he's not talking about sports the way that you know like two sports commentators would talk to each other i mean the guy writes for sports illustrated so he knows what he's doing but Really, what you're talking about here in this kind of a show is this is a guy who's a geek who's talking about sports to other geeks, for other geeks. Yeah. So it, even though it's about sports, you know, like sports, nerds, that doesn't go together. Well, yeah, it, it kind of does. So those are some of the obvious things, you know, wherever, because there, trust me, there's some hardcore sports geeks out there. And, you know, I, I think that's a natural fit, but really just expanding into different areas of technology. I mean, personal technology specifically is such a huge thing right now. It's something that is so, uh, you know, that is, you just look at, look at what everybody is focusing on. It's all about mobile. So looking at the future of technology, it's always, always now, I think, evident to people that it's going to be that the future is about personal, personal tech. And the evolution of personal tech, you know, for a long time, it was about big things and whether that, those big things were cars or refrigeration or, uh, you know, a better way to plow a field with technology. Sure, they're still doing those things. They're still doing amazing things with medicine, uh, with technology. But the world today, the average person on the street is thinking about, like, what kind of smartphone they want to get. And that's a, a very interesting place to be. I'm obviously in agreement with that. Um <laughs> what, what about podcasting like as a medium? How do you feel that that's doing at the moment? Like I've seen I personally I feel like there's a lot more podcasts popping up and new networks and, and things like that. I mean, do you feel that we're in a, a like a good age for podcasting? Oh yeah, I think we're in a very special time uh because the just like the future of technology I think is going to be in in personal technology. I think the future of media and the way that people want to absorb and enjoy content uh, is very, very different today than it was just a few years ago. And it continued down this trend. Trend is simply, I know what I want to listen to and I know when I want to listen to it. And it may or may not coincide with when it's airing or when 
you know, sure, for a live event, if you want to tune in and be a part of something, yeah, that's that's very cool. But a lot of people who listen, they tell me that they listen while they're walking their dog or while they're at the gym or while they're driving home from from their job. That's that's when they tune in to listen. And they have a show and they might have a show and say, well, I'm not going to listen to this until tonight when I when I go to the gym after work. And that that becomes their routine. They know that on the certain day of the week, those, those shows that people like us release are going to be there, are going to be there waiting for them. And, and that they're going to enjoy it when they want to enjoy it. And if they get a phone call, well, they'll hit pause and they won't miss anything. And that right there, that kind of, you know, to bring up an old term that's been kind of, you know, fallen out of use is on demand. You know, you're listening to it on your own terms, on your own schedule. And the same thing for, you know, TiVoing, for using a DVR. You know, the show comes on that you want to watch. Well, you don't have to wait till 9 p.m. to see the show. You just tape it and start it when you want later and uh, watch it at, at your convenience on the device that you choose. And that's that's really the future. So podcasting, I think, is is taking over and will, even though there's still a barrier to entry for for a lot of people and that, yes, you need to have a computer, you need to have a device to put the podcast on and to hit play and listen to it on later, it, it's different than just turning on the radio in your car, for example. But I don't think that that's a, an obstacle for a lot of people. And I think more and more people are embracing that. So I think it's a really, really great time. I think for a long time when podcasting first came out, it really was like, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, it was just like two guys talking about some strange topic uh, and, and not doing a very good job of recording it, not making it sound great. I mean, my goal for 5x5 five five on day one I said, this needs to sound as good or better than commercial terrestrial radio. This needs to sound like something that you would hear coming. And perfect examples of this, examples that I used as, as my model, were the broadcasts that were coming out of the major, uh, you know, major radio networks like WNYC's uh, Radio Lab, which is an amazing podcast. If you want to listen to something that is just stunning audio quality, uh, that that should be your goal, you, and and that's what I said. I said I want I want us to, uh, and the stuff that we produce to have that level of fidelity, and and nothing less will do, and that makes a big difference. So I think, you know, just doing a bunch of shows and calling it a network, that that that, that doesn't really, you know, that doesn't really make sense to me. And I, I'm seeing more and, and more of that. And what I what I really like, like what you guys have done, for example, is there's, you know, there's a theme there. There's something that brings it together and there's a, a unity. And I think that there's so much space right now for these little networks to come up and come together, especially if there is a focus. And you could argue ours was was when we started was Apple and now we're growing it. But that's such a wonderful thing to think that somebody can come out and say, well, I really like yeah, marine biology. So I'm starting a marine biology podcast, you know, and then uh, we're going to expand into some other kind of biology. It's a strange example, I know. But, you know, building a little network around those things that you're passionate in and starting that up makes a lot of sense. I just, I feel like there needs, the, the one thing in my advice to people who are thinking about this, I think the idea of starting a, a little podcast network is is a really good one. It's It really is useful but when you do it, um, you know, do, find a theme and go with the theme. And then the people will realize that this is my source for all biology related podcasts. It's here. <laughs> and I can go to this place 
as opposed to a place that like, well, they do one marine biology one, and then their second show is about insects. Why would you combine those two ridiculous topics? You know what I'm saying? Build a theme and, and have a relation, have a unity, have a focus. And that becomes the place that people think of, just like we think of ESPN to watch sports news. They can think of your network or your group of shows as the place they go to get that focus and that specialization. That's a nice way of putting it. I think before we, uh, before we continue, I should pay some bills. Totally forgot about paying the bills. So, Do you want me to do it or do you? I'm, I'm happy to do it. Um, All right. But you can, you can join in if you want because our first sponsor is Squarespace. And I know that you are a prolific user of Squarespace, Dan. Uh, yeah, I've got. Uh, I'm in the process of moving pretty much all of my sites with Five by Five as the exception because it's totally custom for the streaming and stuff that we do. But uh, I the Five by Five blog is there. Bigweek.co where we post the news is there. I'm moving Hive Logic over there. I love this the Squarespace guys. They're great. Do you talk to Ryan over there? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, little Ryan. Ryan's a good guy. Great guy. Um, young. Very young, but but cool. But um. You know, you mentioned about having the five by five site. It's complex. Now, I don't have the skills that you have, Dan, in creating things. So, our entire network site is built on Squarespace. Wow, because that says a lot. I've been using Squarespace for years, so I was really pleased when they wanted to come on and, and, and sponsor the show because I'm not a coder. I don't know coding, and I I wanted to create something that would look professional. Um, and I tried out a bunch of systems, and Squarespace was the only one that worked for me. It, it gave me the complete control that I wanted over my content and the way that I wanted things to look with the WYSIWYG tools. You know, if I wanted um, an image to appear in a certain place, I could just make it that way. I didn't have to go search Google for HTML code and then just get it all wrong. <laughs> you know, Squarespace, they do... It's genius it, stuff, really good stuff. It's fantastic. I mean, and they have great iOS apps um, on the iPad and the iPhone. You can view your stats. That's where I look at our stats and... I can post. I posted to the blog today while I was at work. Don't tell my boss that. Um, using the iPhone app, um, I was able to just make a little blog post onto the Seventy Decibels blog, and can just do that very easily. I was able to preview it before I posted it live to the site. It's fantastic. Squarespace are doing a really cool thing at the moment. If you sign up for any of their annual plans, as part of the sign up process, you get a free custom domain name. So all you have to do is just think of a domain name, a good one, hopefully. And if you want a .com, well, you can get that. And they will enable it automatically as part of the sign-up process. You don't need to worry about going in and changing any DNS stuff. Squarespace just make it happen. And they also integrate Google Apps too. So you can, if you want an email address of the new domain you just purchased through Squarespace, they, they'll sort that out too. They're absolutely fantastic, and that comes for free with a custom domain. So... At the moment, we've got a fantastic offer for Squarespace. If you go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels, you can start a two-week free trial there. You don't need any credit card to do this. And if you sign up, make sure you use the code 70 decibels 6. That's 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-6 because we're in the month of June. If you use that at checkout, you'll get 10% off. And this will also let Squarespace know that we sent you. So thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring. And by the way, you can combine... Uh, 70 decibels or decibels, as you say, nice. with uh, any of the other offers there so that you get it. It's a cumulative discount. There you go. Look at that. Dan, adding to our sponsorships. You're a real you gotta, pro, you, gotta, you know, people need to know what kind of deal you get a special mm -hmm. deal for them. Good deal. <laughs> Very good deal. Ryan, he helped us out. He's a so, good guy, that kid. He's a good guy. I like him. I, I'm not going to say kid because I think we're about the same age. I think yeah. he may even be older than me, Dan. I'm not gonna <laughs> well, he's that. only 14. Oh, well, then, yeah. then I'm definitely holding him by about yeah. a year or two. Yeah. 
So another couple of um, questions from our listeners. You know, I'm not even sure if we're going to get to WWDC. There's so much stuff we wanted to talk to you about, Dan. Let's just see where we go. You know what? If we don't do it this time, we'll come back. We'll do another show. Whatever you want to do. It's your show. I mean, whatever you want to do. Okay. Well. I'll try to make my answer shorter. No, no, I don't want you to do that. I, I think we can talk about WWDC. We've got other shows where we're talking about WWDC. I'm not talking about this with you. I'll tell you what I'm going to put in the, in the links to this show. Um, we did a very long episode of the 512 podcast with Stephen Hackett. We went for an hour and a half, which is like double our usual length. We had call-ins from people like Sean Blanc and, and from fans as well. We did it right after the keynote. I remember. So, thank you. And uh, we did that, and so you know, go go find it. Um, it's going to be in the show notes, it's, but you can also find it by going to seventydecibels.com forward slash five twelve podcast. Um, and there's more keynote coverage than you could ever want in there. So, Dan, we have another couple of, of listener questions. So, um, we a good friend of the network and the guy behind Sketch Notes, Mr. Mike Rohde, um, he has a, a, a two prong question for you. So, wow. What were, one, the scariest moment, and two, the most exciting moment in starting 5x5? That's a big wow. question, so, right? S- scariest moment and the most, most exciting, exciting moment. I, every morning is terrifying, so I really don't know that, <laughs> that there was one particular thing. But, I mean, this, wow, scariest moment. I should have prepared for this. You just wake up screaming every day, Dan. Actually. Yeah. It's more like grinding my teeth. Oh, uh, I think I think it's, you know, when. Man, this is this is a really tough one. I don't know. I mean, the the fear is so overwhelming all at twenty four hours a day. But I feel like you know when this is going to sound like a geeky answer, but maybe your audience will will go with me with this. Is really like rolling out and I re- I rewrote the whole CMS at one point, which is just stupid. I shouldn't be doing that kind of thing. But I redesigned the site and I rolled it out, and I was just it was like I knew things. There were so many things that could fail. There were so many problems that could happen. Uh, that's not really the fear part. What you guys probably really want to hear, like that's what scares me. Like I'm fine saying, well, I'm going to start this new company and, and I have no idea if it'll work and hopefully it does. If not, I got to go find some you know crappy job somewhere. Um, like that's probably the, what he was hoping I would say, oh, you know, I had to reach deep inside. And <laughs> no, I'm because I knew, I knew my whole life that this is, that I wanted to do, essentially I wanted to do talk radio, that I wanted yeah. to do this kind of thing. I mean, I was, I, you know, I, when I was in the little kid, 10 years old, I used to listen to, it's weird, but like I used to listen to, to talk radio shows. When I was in junior high and high school, I used to have a little radio that I'd shove into my jacket pocket and I'd have the little, um, you know, the little earphone going up, up inside my jacket so I could listen to it in class. Like I would listen to my favorite like local and, and national radio hosts. This is like what I wanted to do. I was talked out of doing it in college, which is probably a good thing because instead I focused on computers and writing and, and did that for you know, 15 or so years before I started doing this. So I actually got to have a profession and, and, and learn about technology and by doing it, you know, doing it for a long time. And now I had something really neat to talk about. So I think it worked out, but this, this kind of thing has never been scary. This kind of thing, it just isn't, it just isn't scary to me. I love it. I'm absolutely love it every minute of it. So I don't know. I mean, just like the the geek answer is like rolling out some big new feature that I'm pretty sure isn't going to work and waiting for it to fail horrifically and uh, then getting emails about it. And so that was the scary one. And then what, the most exciting one? Yeah. I think the most exciting one for me was when we started to uh, 
you know, to do live shows, but not just live audio shows, but like we used to do a lot of video shows and getting, getting, you know, th- there was one episode in particular that I remember of a show I used to do called The Conversation where I had Merlin Mann and I had Jeff Fiend on it. And these, these two guys were like, were, I shouldn't say were, are uh, just, I'm, hu- I'm I just, I love these guys. I'm, the, I'm, I'm like their biggest fan. And I had both of those guys together on a show and it was just, it was so much fun. And, and either one of them uh, by themselves would have been a huge get, but together it was like, oh my God, it was just so much fun. It was just so great. And, uh, and, 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 you know, listening to those guys talk and the insight and wisdom compacted into that, you know, hour was just great. So with that in mind, is there a single person that you've always longed to have on the show or have as a guest? Oh, man. <laughs> or who, who would be your dream guest? Aside from Terry. Aside from the amazing lineup you already speak to. <laughs> right. Living or dead? Both. Uh, living, preferably. <laughs> um, okay. Well, if, if the answer's dead, Johnny Carson. Uh, I love Johnny Carson. I, I'm like always, he's just, he's been uh, a huge inspiration to me my whole life. So he would be, if it could really be anybody. Uh, if, it was, if it was somebody, well, gosh. I don't know. Maybe maybe Rod Serling would be a second one. But if if it was uh, somebody living, that's that's really tough because um, there's so many people, and and most of them are not inside. I, I bet you were thinking I would have said Steve Jobs, but no. I mean, it, it's for me somebody really like like Johnny Carson. I mean, I love technology, I love computers, but broadcasting and and that kind of thing has always been. You know, I mean, I I'm a huge uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, David Letterman. I'm a huge fan of Conan O'Brien. I, and anybody like that would just be, they would be so much fun, so much fun to talk to, so much to learn about. Uh, and I, I, it's unfair to try and make me pick, but somebody like that, <laughs> somebody like that. So, you know, oh, I, I do have one question, Dan, and you, you can pass on this if you like, but uh, we have a listener called Darren Rogers. He wants to know when Big Week, big week starts. Oh, uh, yeah, no, sure. This is a new show that I've been working on this for a long time. And I mentioned the conversation. It was a show I did. Um, I did for about the first year of five by five. Uh, maybe it was exactly a year, I think. And, uh, that show, what I found with that show was that it only, only, you know, my fault, fault of mine was that the the programming aspect of that show wasn't consistent. So people never really knew what they were going to get. Some weeks they might have a really great conversation with Merlin Mann and Jeff Fiend together on one show. And then the next week I might have uh, somebody who's like a designer talking about some kind of technical design focused thing. And then the next week I might have, you know, uh, I I don't know, I'd have Jason Snell on there to talk about uh, the latest Mac that came out. So although those things were all interesting, it was too kind of, too much of a mixture of things. It was too uh, discombobulated. Uh, it, it, and, and I realized this. Now, the, that show became the genesis of a lot of other shows. I'd have a guest on there, along with the, the interview show I did. Um, I'd have a guest on, and I'd say, man, we really hit it off. You're, you're great. You should consider doing this as a show. And they'd say, oh, maybe I will. And then a, a new show would be born out of that show. So it, it definitely was great. It was a pretty popular show. But I knew then that it wasn't the show that that I really, really, really wanted to do. And the show that I wanted to do is Big Week. And it's something that I've been working on, you know, for about um, probably almost a year. 
of just deciding what what the segments should be, what kind of guests to have. Uh, and it's going to be a show that is much, I don't use the term like radio friendly, but it's a lot of the shows back to that focus of personality, right? A lot of the shows that we do, you're talking about a certain topic, you're bringing out the insight, but you're doing it through that that personality aspect of it. Big Week is still going to have that, but it, it's going to be a little bit more topical. And people are going to know, I think, a little bit more what they're going to get when they tune in. The segments will become familiar things to them. The, the, the format of the show will be a little bit more clear. And my hope is that it will have a, a, a big appeal because it won't just be, oh, well, these guys are going to talk about Apple. There's a lot more to it than that. And when I'm going to start it, there are, you know, with everything that's been going on this month with WWDC, when I originally thought, okay, I'll do it in June, uh, I wasn't, I, I hadn't really realized, oh, yeah, we'll I have a whole bunch of other things. So I'm kind of following in the footsteps of Apple and that when they, when they say June, <laughs> they mean the latest possible date in June that you can do it. And I, I will say that's probably going to line up with, with when we do this new show uh, probably as late as I possibly can do it in June. Uh, we only have, I guess, two and a half weeks left. Mm. So within the next two and a half weeks. I mean, I know that a lot of people are looking forward to big week because you've got a ridiculous all-star panel. Like some, I'm looking at uh, the five by five blog and <laughs> right. you've got people like Clayton Morris, uh, yeah. Jeff Veen, Jim Kudo, MG Siegler, um, Neil I. Patel, more and more and more and more people. Oh, Malik said yes too, by the way. Oh, I wow. Him. Wow. Big town. It's, it's massive. You, uh, they won't be on every show. Not no. all those people are going to be on every show. <laughs> <Can> you imagine? <laughs> You'd need like a hundred Mac minis. I know. Like, I hope I didn't convey that. You know, that we'll have that many people on every single, yeah, every single show we'll get on. No, Eight those hours. are, that's the roster. Uh, and of course, the other five by five hosts uh, will all be able to be on it. But that's, that's the roster of people. And again, back to having the format that I've really been striving for, I want people to know, in a sense, what they're going to get. So if we, if we're doing, you know, if we're going to be talking about a particular topic, uh, having a roster of people, I can say, well, for this topic, those two people need to be on the show with me and that'll be the discussion panel segment of the show because those two people, not only are they experts, but they have different opinions. So let's bring them together and have a conversation where we can learn something and, and bring them together to have that kind of really interesting discussion because, you know, uh, these two people know more than anybody else what, what they're talking about. And the following week, what's the big news that week? What's the big thing that happened that we should talk about? Oh, this well, this week, because it's this other topic, we're going to have these other person or other two people on. And I think the roster is big, but it's not so huge that people will be able to say, oh, I know what the story is going to be for this week's show. And I bet he's going to have this guy on to talk about it or, or whatever. And I think that's that's exciting for people. And it's certainly exciting for me. It's going to it's going to be massive. Uh, and I know that, you know, I had a couple of people ask that question. Actually, a lot of people are really looking forward to this show. Well, that means a lot. I mean, I. I you know, this, this will be maybe up there within the scary events because yeah. this is a big show and I know a lot of people are looking forward to it and it's, it's gotta be right because I've been working on it for so long. So 
if you after I launch it, ask me if that's not the scariest thing. And I, I think it, I think it is. And isn't that the the, ter- the terrifying part though that you're going to work hard on something and then it, it maybe it's not going to be good or people yeah. will hate it. Uh, that's the fear. That's part of the fear that I you you should I think you should have every day to strive to make something that's the best. You you want it to be the best. How do you get it to be the best? Like what do when, you have to do? When we were saying, when I asked you about the fear, I did think you was going to say like every time you launch a new show, because I know for me it's because <laughs> yeah. you you work on these things for months behind the scenes, and a lot of times yeah. people don't know that they're coming, and you've been putting a lot of work into it. You you know you feel you've got it to a point, but people could just hate it, you know, and then and, well, and they do hate it. <laughs> not I'm not saying your shows, but I'm saying like every <laughs> every show that I've ever done whether it's an individual episode or whether it's a whole show, there are always people mm. who won't like it. And uh, I remember I, I heard a quote, and I can't exactly remember who the, the quote was. You know, actually, I think it might Could it have been Madonna? You have Madonna over there, right? Yeah, we're aware of Madonna. Okay, so she, she said something once, this is perhaps a decade ago, where she said, oh, you can get thousands and thousands of positive reviews, but it's the negative review that you always remember. And unfortunately, that's human nature. Uh, I, there are so many people who write in to say, oh, I, thank you so much for, for doing these great shows. I appreciate it. And like, those are incredibly valuable. I love hearing that kind of thing. It, 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 it's the fulfillment of the dream, right? To hear that people love your stuff. And then you get one email from somebody who's like, I hate you. I hate the shows, you know, and you're just like, ah, oh, it just crushes you. But, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, you're not going to make every, you're not going to please everybody all the time. So we have one last month that I want to do quickly and then we'll, we'll round off the conversation a bit because I, okay. I know you, you're pressed for time. So um, this episode is also brought to you by Treehouse. If you've ever, wa- ever wanted to learn how to design and develop, Treehouse can help you. Basically, Treehouse, they're like your own personal training course. Through videos and project examples, you can learn all you need to become a superhero developer like Dan. Treehouse can... (laughs) Treehouse can help you get into... You've never seen my code, man. (laughs) It looks good on the front end. That's all I think I care about. So uh, Treehouse, what they can do, they can help you get into web design, web development, and iOS development, if that's what you want to do. With a gold gold membership from Treehouse, uh, you have access to their entire project library, which is a literal cornucopia of creative training. You can watch as their Crackerjack team take various projects from idea to implementation, then download the source code and get your hands dirty. Finish off by completing quizzes and code challenges to show off what you've learned. And every time you complete something, they give you a really cool-looking badge, and everyone loves badges, so that's awesome. With Treehouse, you can build your own app, launch your own startup, or get that dream gig. Go to treehouse.com forward slash learn forward slash projects. There will be a link in the show notes for that. This is where you can find out more. Um, At Treehouse, what they're doing is helping you bring your ideas to the light of day. Excuses not included. So thank you very much for Treehouse for sponsoring this episode as well. So Dan, Love those guys. Great guys. Yeah, you have uh, one of the hosts of one of your shows, Geek Fridays. Jason Freed, I believe. Well, Jason Freed is the founder of 37 Signals. No, that's the wrong guy. Jason I want to hear you say his last Jason name. Cypher. That's why I'm not helping. Jason Cypher. Cypher. You Cypher. see, you nailed it. I did it. I did Most it. Most people like me say Cypher, but he doesn't like that. <laughs> because it's not his name. No, but he works over at that, that place. He does. So They're in Orlando. Your old hometown, the place uh, where apparently you can't go to the cinema. That's, that's no, all yeah, I know yeah, about Orlando. Can't go there. That's all I know. <laughs> um, one last thing before we finish up. You mentioned the conversation. Now, that was where 
I assume that's what, how I came to know about you and then five by five. And I think a lot of people did as well. Um, and the conversation I think is kind of like this show and, and what you mentioned, like, you know, you will get to know people and that's how we, me and Terry, we've built the network on having the bro show and having guests every week. And when we really hit it off, we make, you know, we, we start shows with these guests and that's how we've got to 70 decibels. That's how you build it. Exactly. And that's, it's cool. And do you ever miss that? Like that, that, that sort of one-on-one dynamic with a different guest every, every week? Oh, absolutely I do. I totally do. And it's not that I'm bored by the, the host or the topics or conversation I have now. I mean, I, I feel like I learn something on every single show that I do. But for me, doing an interview like I did with The Pipeline and in a way the conversation, that was something that was, it was very challenging. Whereas, you know, I, 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 did, uh, I did a couple shows today. I did Critical Path with Horace Deadview. He does a Simcoe. I did Amplified with uh, Jim Dalrymple, uh, who writes uh, Loop, loopinsight.com, the loop about Apple. Now, talking to each of them, it's always very fascinating. It's always very interesting. But like you're saying, I know what to expect, right? I know these guys. I've had done many episodes with them. I've known them for a long period of time. That's such a different experience. It's a great experience, but it's such a different experience from – wow, I've never talked to this person before. I'm going to get to spend the next 30 to 60 minutes with them talking to them about something that hopefully they're interested in talking about, they're passionate about. And I love, I love the challenge of saying, wow, how can I ask them the kind of questions that they'll feel so comfortable and so interested that they'll talk for 10 minutes and I can just enjoy what they have to say and, and get out of the way. And, and I do very much miss that. I mean, I suppose I could start the pipeline back up at any moment and start doing interviews again. But rather than doing that, I thought that kind of discussion slash interview is something that could fit really nicely into a show. If, especially if I make it topical, if, if I create a platform where I can say, what, what's the big interesting news that's going on? Well, I'll, I'll try and talk to that person about it uh, or that person or someone close to that or, or somebody who's an expert in that space uh, and, and keep it, keep it kind of topically focused and then that can become the show that people tune into to learn more about whatever the issue is along with the people that are involved. So hopefully I, it'll, that'll come out of that. And I hope that, you know, people have got that from this show as well um, with you on. And Dan, look, I want to thank you so much um, for joining us. It's, a, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Um, I'm sure that our fans will love that because I know, you know, I get here a lot, the fans of our network are the fans of yours. Um, you know, I like that we're not com- competitors in the podcast world. I think that's one of the nice things about it. We work together, right? Absolutely. And that's that's the thing I think people need to realize that, that there's, you know, certainly in the world of television, uh, you know, you think of the networks as being, and I think they are, and they think of it too, as being at war with each other, the way the cola, cola companies are at war with each other. Uh, and, and I don't feel that way at all. I feel like, you know, maybe we're, we, we might be competing with people in the se- competing in the sense that, well, a human being can only listen to so many shows, but there's a lot of people out there and there's a lot of people who are interested in this stuff. And I really feel like we're working all together kind of on, on, on changing the industry. So I, I think it's a, a very compatible kind of thing. Indeed. So Dan, for maybe the couple of people in Great Britain that haven't heard of you, um, <laughs> where can, you know, if, if people want to find out more about Dan Benjamin, where can they go? Is it really that great? It's awesome. Awesome Britain, we should call it, I think. Okay. I just want to know because it looks rainy. They it can is. go to 5by5.tv and that is the site that uh, – and you can, you can 
just do 5BY5 or you can spell it all out. It'll take care of you. But 5by5.tv. And that's where all of our shows live and all the shows that are there. There's a few different tabs because we kind of have different sections or channels, if you will, for the different types of shows. Go there, browse around, listen to some shows. If you like them, subscribe to them. And they're all in iTunes too. So it's a good way to find them. And you are Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Yes, one word. I used to be Dan when Twitter was very, very, very oh, young no. and you used, you used to get SMSs to, to do Twitter. Uh, but everybody else who was named Dan, I got all of their tweets. <laughs> so I changed it. And now I look That's back, good. I'm like, I should have dealt with it because Dan, wow, that would have been cool. But, it would be worse um, now. I'm though. a fool. It would be worse. Every Dan in the world would be looking at you. <laughs> You're probably right. And Terry, where can people find you online, sir? Find me on Twitter at Terry Lucy. And I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Next week, we're joined by Steve Sandin and uh, Erica Sedun, and we're going to be talking to them about their book, Pitch Perfect. Um, again, Dan, thanks so much for joining us. And Thank until- you so much for having me. It's all, a pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Thank you. And until next week, bye-bye. Bye.